The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. time for the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. Appreciate you hanging out with me on this Friday morning as we celebrate here at 680 The Fan. Baseball is back. Awesome. And if you didn't hear 680 The Fan, we're the home of the world champion Atlanta Braves. Opening day, April 7th, right here at Truist Park in the Battery Atlanta. And that will be heard exclusively on 680 The Fan and The Fan app. All right, DT's got the day off. Road Dog coming back from Tampa, which means we got Jordan D. Armand in the house today. Jordan, what's going on, girl? Good morning, Buck. Appreciate you coming in today. I appreciate you always having me on Friday. We need you. Sean Nerney uh, running the show, really. Uh, can you get the teleprompter going, Nerney? I... Okay, now we got it. We're up to speed. Baseball is back. Let's let's get to that big take. You know what it is. Bucks big take. Play ball. Man, that's a phrase I've been looking forward to hearing. The Braves players start reporting to spring training in Northport today. The lockout finally over after 99 very long days. There is so much good news to put our arms around. Here in Braves country, uh, labor peace for the next five years. Got to love that. Opening day at Truist Park, as I mentioned, April 7th, coming up in 27 days, I believe. Major League Baseball is back. And that's huge for our Atlanta Braves, who were absolutely thrilled that the full 162-game schedule is in play now because they plan to clean up with the revenue stream of being the defending World Series champions. More tickets sold, more parking paid, more World Series Braves merchandise sold, more beer, hot dogs, and hamburgers sold. This should be a record season for the Atlanta Braves at the turnstiles as fans come rushing back to Truist Park to cheer this team on and continue to celebrate that 2021 World Series championship. And there's your big take. A good one today. Now to the elephant in the room. The Freddie Freeman situation. And the other thing, it might get me in trouble, but re-sign Freddie. I think I said that yesterday too, Dansby. I've been saying it a lot here lately. The Freddie Freeman situation. So these free agent negotiations are taking place as we speak right now at this very moment. You've got double A in the Atlanta Braves, and they are going back and forth, I would imagine, with Freddie Freeman and his representative. 
Now you got the Dodgers calling. You got the Yankees calling. Reportedly, the Blue Jays are calling. No telling who else is calling, inquiring about the services of Freddie Freeman. A decision's uh, on Freddie Freeman. By Freddie Freeman, a decision has got to be made coming down, I would imagine, by the end of the weekend. Because he's got to get to work and get ready for the season. Question is, who is Freddie going to be playing for? Is he coming back here to Atlanta to play for the Bravos? Will it be the Dodgers, the Yankees, Blue Jays? Put your seatbelt on this Freeman process. Guys, ladies, it's going to be moving fast here in the uh, coming hours. Question uh, number two is, is how much is Freddie going to get? Six years, 180? Six years, 200? Five years, 150? This is going to happen really quick. Brace yourself, Braves country. Word on the street says Freeman most likely will be leaving Atlanta. 404-231-1680, the phone number. Got Joe Simpson, the Hall of Famer with the Atlanta Braves, coming on at 1020. So in about 15 minutes, we'll be kicking it around with Joe. And I'd love to hear what you Braves fans are thinking about uh, the lockout ending and also what lies ahead in the coming hours with Freddie Freeman. As we talk a lot about money, as if it's our business, right? I mean, we always want to dive into these pro athletes and what they deserve and how much money they're going to make. We're tracking like coaches in college football. What is the pay scale? Where's Kirby Smart going to be when his extension comes down here? Is he going to jump up past Lincoln Riley? What are these uh, players going to make in baseball free agency? Uh, like Freddie Freeman, man. It's, it seems like we've been talking about this uh, forever. Forever. This dates back really to last year's spring training, as we all realized that Freddie's contract was running out at the end of the year. And a lot of us were anticipating that Freddie Freeman would be signing a contract extension last spring training. But it didn't happen. And then it was dragging all the way through last season, that glorious 2021 season. In the back of our minds, we're thinking about Freddie. Okay, when is Freddie going to sign? Are Braves going to pony up the money? Is he going to get market value? Is Freddie going to take a home team discount? Why would he? I don't think I would. I mean, we've been going on about this for over a year now. Freddie Freeman, man, what you going to do? And do you really think, yeah, there was supposed to be no negotiating going on during the 99-day lockout, Jordan. Do you think these teams were playing by the rules? No. There was some, there was some shenanigans going on behind the scenes? There may be a few discussions. Hey, Freddie, it's the Yankees. Hey, don't tell anybody we're calling. But, man, we got plenty of money, and we want to plug and play at first base, man. How would you like to put on those pinstripes? They're hitting them up with their burner account on Twitter. Yeah, and then the uh, the the burner phone uh, rings. Uh, hey, it's uh, Stan Caston with the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Now I know you're out here in L.A. and we want to keep you here. What do you say we just keep you here in Los Angeles? And uh, you can get the moving company to move that stuff you've got in Atlanta out here to L.A. 
because we got plenty of money, as you know. I'm sure there was a dream of yours growing up as a little league player to one day put on that Dodger uniform. We've got a team that can win the World Series and win multiple World Series, especially with you at first base. Stan Caston here. When this thing ends, Freddie, we'll be able to sign the dotted line. I really believe, and look, with no inside information, but on the surface, it looks like it's really two choices for Freddie Freeman to me. 404-231-1680, the number if you want to jump in here. We'd appreciate it. Love uh, having our listeners being a part of the show. Two teams, Dodgers and Braves. I don't see Freddie as a guy that really is a New Yorker. No. Yeah, he doesn't appear to be a New York kind of guy. He's too good for that. Los Angeles seems to be the no-brainer. Organization with plenty of money, plenty of talent. It's his home. That would make the most sense. If he's going to leave Atlanta, it will be with the Dodgers. He's not going to Toronto. Are you kidding me? He's liable to get up to Canada, and then you can't get back into the States. True. And why wouldn't the Braves pay market value for Freddie Freeman? Just a question. Why wouldn't they pay market value? That's what he deserves. That's the going rate. Why wouldn't they give him that sixth year? Because I tell you, with with Acuna and Albies playing in these team-friendly deals, Liberty Media is saving a ton of money on that. That would be enough money saved to give Freddie that sixth year. And then when he's 38 years old, put him at the DH spot and let him go up there and swing the bat. I mean, they're saving a ton of money. And Liberty Media, I believe their their revenue stream has gone up. They can afford this. You know, it's days like today that have me wishing that Ted Turner was still running this baseball team. That we had a billionaire in the mix. That would be nice. Yeah. So we sit and wait. I mean, it's a glorious day, right? Major League Baseball is back. We're going to get our 162-game fix. But where's Freddie going to be? And he's the face of the organization. So on one hand, it's a really glorious day. And then on the other, it is extremely nerve-wracking. What's going on with Freddie? Mike joins us on the Buck Blue Show here on 680. Mike, what's on your mind today, buddy? Well, a lot, Buck. Uh, good talking to you. Um, love, love your show. Uh, I'm thinking the big stumbling block was theoretically that sixth year. And uh, I think with the universal DH, that takes pretty much that out of the equation because you don't have to worry about him being in the field in, uh, you know, in his 38 or whatever, 37, 38 year. And as a lifelong baseball fan, I've been going to baseball since Yankee Stadium in the 50s. I'd hate to see him leave. It just sends the message I don't want to hear because there's just too much money and ridiculousness in the game. You need to have some sort of tradition. And I think him coming here back would really send a good message to everybody. Oh, man, the excitement level, even though it's, it's up really high, it's like a nine on the, uh, the the excitement meter right now. And you get Freddie Freeman re-signing, boy, that thing goes over 10. Jordan, that thing jumps up even higher. I mean, you have to do it you got to pony up the money. And he's not asking for anything he doesn't no. deserve. It's the market value of having an all-star, big-time 
first baseman playing for you in Major League Baseball. Well, and he is the face of the franchise. Can't replace him. You just can't. And I know the stats. You might get a Matt Olson in here in a trade that might be able to come close to matching the statistics that Freddie's putting up. But then you can't replace the leadership, uh, the captain, the, the face of the organization. It's not all about what's on the field. And I'll tell you the thing that I have more respect for Freddie Freeman with than anything else regarding Freddie Freeman, and that is he's a grinder. He's showing up, and he's showing up at Truist Park and wherever the Braves play, and he's looking to be in the lineup. And you see a lot of these star players, they, they get a broken fingernail, and they're sitting out of the game because, you know what, they just don't feel like playing that day. Freddie Freeman's not like that. He's a grinder. He's showing up to play 160 games a year, and he's expecting his teammates to do the same thing. Well, and he's been doing that when the Braves were basically in rebuild mode. I mean, he was still showing up. Yeah, so there's no replace him if he gets away. Philip joins us on the Blue Show here on the Fan. Philip, what's going on, buddy? Hey, good morning. Um, got a comment about the Freddie situation. Uh, I agree that he is, without a doubt, uh, a great guy, a great player. But, you know, father time catches up to all of us. And I just worry about, you know, you're paying him that kind of money today. Yeah. But four years, five years from now, is he going to be worth that kind of money? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you have a situation where you got to look long term. You, you know, he may be worth that money today, but in four years or five years or even six years, is he going to be worth that kind of money? Let's be honest. We're in the same situation with the Falcons, with Matt Ryan, that, you know, we could get into with Freddie. Hey, we appreciate your call, man. Thanks, Philip. He was by a racetrack. Did you hear that car ripping by him? May have been in da Daytona. My goodness. Look, Freddie, I believe with, with Freddie and this nucleus the Braves have together, the Braves have got a chance to win another World Series or two. And I believe that Freddie will be productive for, you know, with the numbers we're seeing here, uh, hitting around 300, 280 to 300, hitting 25 to 35 bombs, driving in 80 to 100 runs, playing a really good first base for at least three, four, five years. And then you got the DH, he can go out and hit. And even if he's down, let's say, in that final year, that sixth year, if you gave him the sixth year, we're talking about a guy hitting, what, 270? Um, you know, 18 home runs, 75 RBIs. You've made, he's made such a difference in the first four or five years of the contract, then everything else is cake. I mean, you wouldn't look at it as wasting money, in my opinion. I'm just saying. Let's get to the Buck Blue Show headline brought to you by Grease Monkey. Got the players underway down at TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra, Florida. Yesterday, now, right now, they've got the first round they're trying to complete. 69 of the 144 golfers completed the first round yesterday, but got a lot of them out on the course right now trying to finish up first round play. 12 guys didn't even tee off yesterday because of the two weather delays. So it resumed, first round play resumed at 7.15 this morning with Tommy Fleetwood writing down a 6 under 66. He was the leader with Tom Hogue, who won for the very first time earlier this year. They're going to put a wrap on round one, get right into round two. And a shout-out to the former Team Baloo member in the Buck and Kincaid Golf Classic, Keith Mitchell, helped me beat Kincaid a few years ago, and Mitchell's tearing it up on the PGA Tour right now. 
67, 567 tied for third overnight into the second round play coming up. Mitchell's hot too. Five top 12s in his last seven starts. You can't blame me for cheering for Keith Mitchell having uh, him being a part of that Buck and Kincaid Classic uh, a few years ago. Headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. It's done fast. It's done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. All right, we got the Braves Hall of Famer and broadcaster Joe Simpson coming up next. Stick around for that, plus some Falcons talk. It's the Blue Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Nothing in two. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Oh, now. Smith comes out of the tomahawk. 0-2 on the way. Chopper out to Dansby. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. On the fan, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. Get that mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next vehicle, visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com. And download that fan app right now on the iTunes and Google Play Store. Glorious day. Baseball's back. Got the Braves reporting to spring training in Northport here uh, right now through Sunday. We're going to get baseball very soon. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on our truest on-up Braves broadcaster. Going to hear him on the Braves radio network again this year. The Braves Hall of Famer, Joe Simpson, joining in. Joe, you better get that voice in shape. I'm working on it right now, Buck. <laughs> Glorious day for all of baseball, 99 days. How long was it for you? It, was, it seemed like forever for us, Joe. Well, like you, Buck, I get asked every day by someone, when are they going to get a deal done? And usually it was 10 or 12 people that was asking me. So I got to a point where I said, look, my phone hasn't rung. They're not calling me asking my opinion. And like everyone else, uh, I was subject to, hey, let me know when it's done and tell me when to show up. So it did seem to, uh, once we got to the first of the year, it started becoming a little unsettling. And then, of course, when we got into when spring training camps should open up and they didn't, uh, then then I got very concerned. But as uh, in the past, uh, cooler heads prevailed. They got their heads together and finally got a deal done. So I'm excited. Joe, give the listeners a glimpse behind the curtain. You've been in baseball for a long, long time as a player and also as a broadcaster. 
What are these negotiations like? Uh, what are what are some of the things you hear as far as the player side, the owner side? We've been through a handful of these things through the years. Yeah, I was never a player rep, Buck, so I, I wasn't uh, behind that proverbial curtain. But I can tell you that um, typically what happened, and I, I'm assuming it still happens, is there is a player executive board. And those executives then um, – meet out the information to the player reps who then give it to uh, the rank and file guys outside, you know, down the list. So we would have meetings with our player rep during the strike in 1981, for example, and he would give us the information as he knew it. And I'm sure that's pretty much the way it works now. And uh, what really got me about this one was when um, the recommendation or the vote by the executive board was overruled by by the players you know it was a 26 to 12 vote by the player reps and they basically told the executive board that uh, they didn't agree with them and they were ready to play ball so i really like the fact that everybody didn't just uh, uh check a box and say yeah whatever you say Joe, I believe it's a huge year for the Braves. The opportunity to run it back, repeat. Looks like they've got a club overall that's got a chance to be in the mix again this year. Obviously, coming off the World Series title, these fans are going to flock back to Truist Park. It's going to be a great place to be when baseball season gets cranked up. Huge year for the Atlanta Braves. You think they'll be right back in the middle of it? Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. And uh... I'm so glad that it's going to be a 162-game schedule, but for that reason, I think our fans will be clamoring to get back in the stadium and salute our guys for what they did last year. You know, we had a great parade. We had a wonderful ceremony at the stadium, but there were a lot of folks that weren't able to attend that. And, uh, of course, one uh, key lingering part of the, that return to glory would be to sign, re-sign Freddie Freeman. And we all have our fingers crossed for that. So um, if there's another question that I get asked every day, <laughs> if it wasn't about the agreement, it was about are the Braves going to sign Freddie Freeman? I was thinking about, you know, I wear a baseball cap or golf cap all the time. I was thinking about just putting a sign taped to the front and say, <laughs> I don't know. What uh, What do you think Freddie's going through here? Do, do you think he'd, you know, all things uh, close, he would love to be back here in Atlanta. We all know he's from the L.A. area, and the, the Dodgers, I'm sure, would love to have his services there. What is sort of a tug of war going on with him? I mean, really a chance for him, the final big uh, payday for him out there. Uh, I wonder what Freddie's going through right now. Well, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head right there with, uh, you know, his final payday. It's probably his last big contract, I'm guessing. Um, so he's going to try to capitalize on that but then all of a sudden the heartstrings of atlanta start pulling on you and do you take less money to play in atlanta than you would in one of the bigger markets um and that's going to be the, the hard question and one that only he and his family can decide and we all know how much freddie loves atlanta and how much he loves the fans and how reciprocal that is uh, i can only hope that um, um both sides see their way clear to to get this thing done and see number five at first base on opening day. Joe, and I, I believe it goes far beyond just the t statistics with Freddie Freeman, uh, yeah. captain, leader of the team. I love the way he grinds. This guy's showing up to play 160, 162 games a year, and he expects his teammates to get out, out there on the yeah, field every day and compete. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, he, he learned uh, at the elbow of 
Chipper Jones, who learned at the elbow of uh, David Justice and Marquise Grissom and Terry Pendleton. So this is kind of a, a Braves thing that's been handed down that's now in the lap of Freddie Freeman and the leadership stuff. Um, you can uh, put the Braves family tree right above Freddie and see where it comes from and know that um, what you're getting is, is far beyond the stats. It does include all the leadership qualities, and it's not a guy who's got pom-poms out. Uh, he's not walking through the clubhouse rousting everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a quiet leadership and one uh, much like Nick Marcakis used to do where uh, a few words goes a long way. Uh, let's put Freddie and first base aside, uh, Joe, and, and quickly talk about the rest of the team. Tell you, the infield looks like one of the better ones out there with Albie, Swanson, and Riley looking good there. Uh, we got Ozuna back. I assume he's going to be the DH most of the year. Acuna now getting close, if not close to 100%. And I, what do you think about Acuna and coming back here? He should be in the best shape of his life. Uh, I can't imagine him not being in the lineup opening day. I'm going to be shocked if he isn't because of all the hard work he's been putting in. And uh, I, I say that knowing that uh, players were not allowed to go to the stadium to do the rehab work during the lockout. That doesn't mean he was putting in the work to get ready and taking a lot of batting practice. I, I fully expect to see him in there. So I'm fired up about that. Um, you know, we got uh, Ozuna, as you say, ready to be the DH. And that could rotate around to some guys, too, to give everybody a, a day off or two here and there. Uh, at least some rest from a DH standpoint. So um, you mentioned the infield. Uh, I'll put them against just about anybody in baseball, especially with the growth of Austin Riley last year and what he did. Um, It's hard to, it's hard to put into words what Austin did really from about May on. Let's face it in April and the beginning of May, uh, there were some questions about whether or not the Braves needed to go out and get another third baseman. It didn't look good. And uh, all of a sudden, the light bulb went on and Austin took off. And uh, safe to say there's not any of those lingering questions anymore. Plus, Dansby had a career year, career highs and homers. And uh, Ozzy Albies with the tremendous year he had uh, should have won the gold glove. It's, it's a set in field that um, it goes back to what you said at the beginning. It, they're going to be right in the hunt all year long. They're going to be there. Let's hope everybody stays healthy like they did last year. And let's hope we get Mike Soroka back. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, we'd plug him right up there close to the top of the rotation, which is looking good here, too, with Morton and Freed and Anderson and see what these other guys bring to the table, too. Who's the young guy you're anxious to see? Is it uh, the, the catcher, Langeliers? Is it Harris, the outfielder? Who's that young guy you're, you're excited to see? Uh, Michael Harris. Um, he, um, he probably will, you know, he could be called up during the season. I'm not going to put that past him, but he's uh, very young. Uh, he'll probably, I'm guessing, start at double a, if, if not quickly go to triple a Braves fans are going to love Harris. He is tremendous. He's got, uh, some pop in his bat. He's fast. Uh, he's going to have a spot in the Braves outfield in the very near future. Uh, and I want to see him again in spring training. So I'm a little bit last year. It's very impressive. Going to see some more of them this year. Although, let's keep in mind, Buck, that with spring training being the way it is this year, I don't know how much time Brian Snitker will be able to devote to some of the young players 
as he's trying to get his veterans ready to play uh, on April 7th. So that's worth keeping an eye on, too. Joe, great insight as always. We're looking forward to hearing you and your comrades, uh, Ben Ingram and Jonathan Chadwick getting back to work, man. We're just thrilled with that. Thanks for taking time out for us today. One last thing. Minimum wage, minimum salary went up to 700000 right? Absolutely. Love it. Mine was 25000 Hello. Time yeah, I think change. I was making 800 a month at the Florida State League. <laughs> Living in West Palm Beach. Yeah, I know. All right, buddy. You take care. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate you, man. Joe Bye. Simpson, join us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Great having Joe on. One of my all-time favorites. Let's uh, let's see what's popping out there while we have a chance. Let's find out what's popping. Well, we know what's popping because baseball is back, baby. And the players in MLB reached an agreement yesterday. Fans are going to see a couple new changes this season, including universal DH. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's past time. You know, I was sort of old school in years gone by. I wanted to keep it alive. But this is way past time. I mean, it's so unfair to ask these pitchers to hit major league pitching when they haven't hit since high school. I mean, you go through high school, college, the minor leagues where you got the DH and the pitcher's not hitting. Then you're going to throw him up there against some of the top pitchers in the game. It, it's way past time. I'm happy to see it finally arrive. Is there anything that you don't like? Is there is there a bad move coming out? You know, I don't like the ads on the uniforms and the helmet. Call me old school. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that either. It's not that big a deal. Well, you got plenty of places to put your advertisement around around the park. It would seem. Scandalous and a slightly sad story coming out about Jerry Jones. Apparently, he had a daughter that he basically just didn't want in the picture. Yeah, look, it seems cold and heartless to me. I'm not surprised. I anticipated there were some things like this around Jerry Jones. But this is his daughter. Uh, yeah. And apparently she is going to be an heir. I see where her attorney says she's not motivated in the least by the money. Just wants to be able to admit who her father is. Yeah, apparently he paid off her mom when she was born. and Shame you know, on you, Jerry Jones. You wonder how many more there may be. But uh, In the case of two-month-old serenity, Jerry, you are the father. <laughs> He's the daddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, JT, I feel for that, I, that I, girl and her mom. Well, it's just, it's sad. I mean, yeah. and apparently, she, you know, she she does have way in the court because she didn't sign the document. Her mom did. Well, so. I saw where she was trying to contact Jerry, speak with him about this privately, and, and he totally he ignored wanted to do it. it. And yeah. I would go to court, too, and I'd make the biggest story out of it if I was her. Hopefully, she gets what she deserves. Yeah. So JT Daniels, obviously, he may not be coming back to Athens with Stetson returning. He's been looking at a few new places, and some are surprising to me. Oregon State, West Virginia, and Mizzou. Obviously, Connor Basilak transferring to Indiana with Mizzou. So what are, what are your thoughts? It seems like a not very impressive list to me. Uh, Oregon State. I don't know how that improves your draft stock. I guess the Civil War versus Bo Nix could be entertaining. Uh, West Virginia. Graham Harrell's there, yeah. so they're going to throw it around. Uh, Missouri. I expected so much more out of his transfer list. I'm surprised it's taken so long. I mean, it's been very, very yeah, quiet. He's going to graduate first. 
So I, I guess that allows him to put it off a little bit. Well, uh, another thing that I saw that I was absolutely shocked about. Thoughts on Lincoln Riley's new, I'm not even going to say a house, a compound. Overkill? $17.2 million. So 13,000 square feet, seven bedrooms, 12 bathrooms, five-car garage, elevator. Somebody counted the fireplaces. I think they had it at seven. Yeah. Andy's got a putting green, sauna steam room, 600-bottle wine room, and a guest house. I mean, do you need 600 bottles? No, I don't know. What are you going to do with all that? You may... I mean, do you, like, you, your wife takes the West Wing, you take the East Wing. <laughs> I mean, do you need a house that big to separate yourself from you know, your the family? The kids take the South Wing. I mean. It just it, seems like such overkill. Well, he had two houses, apparently, in Norman. I don't know why you need two houses in one city. Wonder if his ego's that big. I would have to say. And maybe he needs that $600, uh, 600 bottle wine room because USC's going to have to be a... You, you need a big upgrade. I we'll bet just they're talking that. about this in Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, my gosh. I bet they are. And I'm going to save the best for last because Tom Crean's time in Athens is now over. So who's going to replace him? Yeah, I heard home team talking about Zach Klein at uh, the local ABC affiliate, talking about the three finalists, as he understands it, Kelvin Sampson. Didn't he get caught cheating? Oh. That concerns me. I don't. I think that eliminates him at Georgia, I'm just saying. Ron Hunter? Yeah, I think that. You know, certainly he's got name recognition uh, here the in the Georgia state of Georgia. State? Yeah, former okay. Georgia State Panther head when they, coach. When they went through March Madness, right? And his son was on the team? Name recognition, should be able to have contacts, recruit very well. Jonas Hayes, who I think if you polled all of the alumni, the uh, student athletes that have come through and, and, and played basketball at Georgia, I think the Hayes brothers would be at the top of the list. It's not a bad list. We'll see what yeah, well, anything Mr. Can be an upgrade. comes up with here. Well, that's what I got. That's what's popping, Buck. All right, that's what's popping, yeah. Good job. And I believe we need to uh, hurry up and get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, like 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, and AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs, they get spring football practice underway the middle of next week. We'll be over, uh, the Blue Show will be in Athens on Tuesday for the spring football Media Day. So you guys can look forward to that. We'll have some players on and uh, have some fun hanging out with Kirby and the dogs. Today I wanted to talk about the quarterback position group. Now, look, Stetson Bennett, I've got him as one of the top players in college football at the quarterback position. Number three in the SEC. He's going to clean up off the field with the name, image, and likeness thing. And he will be 100% the quarterback this coming season. I wanted to look at the other guys who are going to get a lot of reps this spring training, this spring practice. And that is Carson Beck and Brock Vandegrift. Carson Beck, as I understand it, will he's all in through the end of spring football. And then we'll reevaluate his situation. 
And he should be going in, in my humble opinion, thinking, uh, going along with the it's my time mentality. All right. I've mastered the offense. I am comfortable with the team, the offensive coordinator, and everything surrounding me. I am comfortable in my own skin now. Uh, He's got chemistry with his wide receivers, with all the reps that he's had the first couple of years. He's got the biggest arm of the quarterbacks and a really big body. And I I think this is uh, what he needs to come in is projecting a really great attitude. And I'm not saying he's had a bad attitude to date. But look, uh, the elephant in the room is everybody probably knows, look, he's thinking about maybe getting out of there. So don't let the teammates and the coaching staff see any of that. Have a great attitude. Go out and try to impress everybody in that bulldog building there. And you can address what your situation is after G-Day. So put that off to the side and go out and do what you can do. It's your time mentality. All right, now Brock Vandegrift. I saw the video. Did you see the video yesterday, Jordan? No. Circulating of him working out at some indoor facility, and it, it showed him throwing the slant or the skinny post. Yeah. And it looked like to me that he has worked tremendously hard to shorten up his release. I like it. So the ball gets out of his hand quicker. And this is something I had to do coming out of high school into college. The release was way too long. Had to quicken it up, shorten it up, make it more compact. And so I had to work on that just like Brock Vandegrift's done. And I tell you, it looks like he has done a really good job of uh, shortening up the release. What I saw with him as a freshman, a couple of things, and it was typical with a lot of freshman quarterbacks. When I saw him uh, in the uh, scrimmage, uh, G-Day, practice, when I had a chance to check him out, he was trying to fit the ball into these really tight windows which I'm sure he got away with in high school. In college, the window closes a little bit, all right? And so he's got to resist that temptation of trying to fit it into a tight space. Don't do that. So I'm anxious to see if he has grown in that area because when you try to fit it into a tight space, Jordan, that ball's getting picked off. Keely Ringo. You're, you're turning the ball over. And then also the other thing I saw with Brock, he was way too quick to scramble outside of the pocket. So maybe the reps, maybe he's studying video. He has decided, okay, I'm going to stand in that pocket and get rid of the football quickly with this new improved release, and I'm going to resist the urge to get out and scramble when it's not necessary to do so. I mean, he's got mobility, but, you know, stand in that pocket as long as you can and deliver that football. He is He, he needs to earn the confidence of the offensive players and uh, Monken during spring football practice. So it's a great opportunity for Brock Vandegrift to take that next step forward. Best case scenario, he outperforms Carson Beck. He goes into the season as the backup quarterback. What about Gunnar Stockton? Well, I think as a freshman, especially an early enrollee freshman, I'm really impressed with Gunnar and his skill set. He's a big physical dude that doesn't mind running it a little bit. He can stand in the pocket, make all the throws. But I think for Gunner in the spring, it's just an opportunity to go out and rep the offense, get familiar with the scheme, the reads, how quick the defense is, 
established a little chemistry and confidence with the wide receivers and the tight ends and the running backs. So it's a, a spring for Gunner where you're not putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Just going out and you're repping it. You're getting a feel for what the, the next three, four years are going to be like. So there's your roundtable today, focused on the quarterbacks. Coming up next, though, we'll uh, dive into a little Falcons talk and uh, another big segment coming up is the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. There they go, pitch on the way. He attacks and smokes one to deep left. This one's going supersonic. That is out of the ballpark. Whoa! The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Over the train tracks, it's 3-0 Atlanta. And Jorge Soler lands the first punch here in the top of the third inning. Ben Ingram's back on the fan. Braves baseball back. Boys are showing up at spring training today down in Northport. Don't you just love it? And you probably love the Southern Company business of sports segment here on The Fan. Tune in each week on The Fan, presented by Southern Company, changing the future of energy in all the communities they serve. Nick and Chris handle that on their show. Let's talk a little Falcons football before time runs out on me. I see the clock. We're in the two-minute drill at this point in time. Falcons now getting ready for free agency and then trying to build through the drafts. And I think this is where Fontenot and Arthur Smith are going to have to get it done is, is building this team through the draft. As you probably know, not a lot of money to spend in free agency. So are the Falcons, what they're going to be doing is bargain shopping, looking for low-cost veteran help. Hey, man, I saw the Titans just released offensive guard Roger Saffold. And didn't Arthur Smith, he was coaching him over in Nashville as the offensive coordinator. Wow. I mean, he'd be a great veteran to plug and play at one of those guard positions opposite Lindstrom. That would be an upgrade. Obviously, you need a veteran receiver to come in. And right now, we've got one one receiver, if you're not counting Kyle Pitts. I count him as a receiver. So we've got our number one guy. So it'd be great to get a veteran receiver. I don't know, somebody like A.J. Green or Chris Conley. Look, I'm a Georgia guy. I'm going to throw the Georgia guy's names out there. Uh, I keep hearing this uh, DJ Shark. Is he a DJ? Oh, that's right, that receiver that played for the Jaguars. We're going to need a backup quarterback, so you want to sign some kind of veteran that can back up Matt Ryan, pay him a little bit of money. So we're going to be bargain shopping and free agency. There won't be any big splash coming down. 
which again means the Falcons and Fontenot are going to have to build and focus on the draft. Now, the Falcons right now have four picks in the top 75 players. And you've got a lot of teams out there that are starving for quarterback help. First-round pick, Falcons sit there at eight. Best-case scenario for me is the Falcons trade out of eight, move back, pick up an additional second-round pick in this year's draft, and let one of those teams starve for a quarterback, uh, allow them to move up to eight and take one of these quarterbacks that probably aren't going to work out. So in that scenario, Falcons would move back a little bit, and they would have three, count them, three second-round picks. And you look at the needs, let me count them for you, defensive line, interior offensive line, wide receiver, running back, cornerback, five areas that you've got to address coming into the season. Three second-round picks would help. I'm thinking maybe you get Trayvon Walker with that first-round pick if you move back a little bit in the first round. Second round, you get an interior offensive lineman. Second, second-round pick, maybe you get Justin Ross. Oh, George Pickens, you like him. Huh, I like Jordan? him. Okay. He's going to fall a little bit. So Running back, uh, maybe with a, a third or fourth-round pick. You get a cornerback with that third, second-round pick. Now, I tell you what, Baloo's feeling a lot better about the Falcons if you're able to do something like that. I still believe you can get a quality player uh, just moving back a few spots in the first round, let one of these teams jump up there. I, I think Philly uh, goes 15, 16, and 19. I don't think they're sold on Jalen Hurts. They would be a team. Sliding from 8 to 15, 8 to 16, I think that'd be a great move for the Falcons, picking up a uh, an additional high-level pick in this year's draft. Tampa Bay at 27, that's a little too far back to move. Uh, Pittsburgh at 20, I might consider that. Uh, New Orleans at 18, I would never do business with New Orleans, trying to help them out. But just one man's opinion, man. One man's opinion. I want to see my team get better and get better quickly and at the same time not rebuild. So this draft will be huge for Fontenot. You can't be missing on any of these guys and these First uh, four picks out of 75 players in the draft. You got to be hitting on those dudes to make it happen. Want to give you the heads up, Bucks Beat, episode 45, episode 54 of the podcast. It drops later today, this afternoon. And believe it or not, sit down, Jordan. It is a, a deep dive into Georgia Tech football and Jeff Collins in the situation he finds himself in. Got Coleman Rudolph. All-American, former All-American, one of my all-time great uh, favorite tech players joining me to talk tech football on Bucks Beat. And I want to invite you to check out all the podcasts at thepodcastpark.com. That's brought to you by Associated Credit Union, including Bucks Beat. You got the Daily Ten. You got the Frozen Rope, the Southern Beat from the Perch. Find all these podcasts at thepodcastpark.com or at Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is you're going to get your podcast. Time for the final word. The big dance is getting ready to tip off. 
And this thing's wide open, man. I'm totally excited because we don't have like one or two dominant teams in college basketball this year. You look at the top ten, it looks like eight of those teams could win the national title. So it's going to be a crazy ride over the next three weeks. And I like the sound of that. Like the sound of it. And we've got the big party going on. Here coming up at Hooters next week. Got a lot of great stuff going on with that. Uh, the fan kicking off our tournament Thursday as we broadcast all day from Hooters Cumberland. And again on Friday, Hooters Kennesaw. Giving away a trip for two to Harrow's Cherokee Casino. $500 Fanatics gift card. Not just one, but during each broadcast. So March Mania with parties all month long. Presented by Hooters, Harrow's Cherokee Casino, the Haug Law Group, Duffy Realty, and, of course, 680 The Fan. That's going to do it for the Blue Show this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Nick and Chris coming up next. Jordan, have a great day. Nerney, awesome job. That's going to do it. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 